This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, family. Baby, you know we appreciate you, and it's time we got to know you even better. So, I got something very special just for you. A survey. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get to know all about you, your interests, your hopes, your dreams, etc. Your answers will help us find advertisers that make sense for our listeners. That's you, baby girl. Or boy or non-binary person. Hell yeah, we inclusive in this bitch. It'll take five minutes and we'll love you forever. Check out the link to our survey in this episode's show notes. I was like, I'm going to put up ones that look real for how I am right now. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full force on this. And I made my profile like, I'm a feminist. I am liberal. Don't talk to me unless you're (laughs) chill and good with those things. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss dating, Black Panther, and Degrassi TNG. April, Mm -hmm. tell me, what are you obsessed with this week? Well, this week, the true question is- It's not a stereotypical, like, Black thing, is it? (laughs) I'm tired of you. (laughs) Do I have Black obsessions? My obsessions are like Britney Spears. No, it's just a joke, because I already know what we're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Our obsession this week is a shared obsession. It is. You can tell by the use of the word our. Yes. Um, Number one, Black Panther. Yes. You start. Number one, I just want everyone to know that April wouldn't let me go with her to the first time she saw Black Panther because she wanted to go just with her black friends and I respected it. And then um, I asked her if she would go with me for like a second time. So we're going to go after we record this. Yes. Um, And also she told me that her mom called her today and was like, you be nice to Sophie and let her go with you sometime. I did not text her mom. That she didn't let me go with her. She just knew. She could sense it. She's like, April's being too black and it's alienating (laughs) to Sophie. And she called me out on it. I'm like, whatever. But to be honest, it's like, she already knew what it was. Like, I was going to put on my tribal paint. I've been waiting for a year. I was going to do my, like, 12-foot-long head wrap because this was the moment. It like, was this so was good. It. it was so good. Okay, well, we'll do no spoilies no because spoilies. it's the greatest film of all time. Yeah. Um, Everyone go, please go see it. Go out and see it. And if you can't see it, like, 
Just buy a ticket. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Or do what one of our friends is doing and buy tickets for black people who can't afford it to go see it. Yes, yes. I'm all about that. That's Brie, right? Our friend Brie Huntsman is, is doing, doing that. that. I, yeah. I also did that. It's good. Yeah. Good to do. That's awesome. People got to go see it. Yeah. Um, where do we even begin? Like, honestly, and yeah, if you listen to the pod, you know I'm not a weeper. Wept through the whole first act. <laughs> like, it was a lot. You've cried at every movie I've seen with you this year. Okay, but they've been a very emotional movie. True. Like, it's Black not, Panther and Paddington, too. Yeah, like, it's not my average experience just, like, openly weeping. That True. was, Paddington was too much. But no, for Black Panther, it was just, it's such an important moment in cinema. Like, I'm so excited to be alive and being able to be able to see a movie where Africa is, like, treated with respect and our traditions are honored and there's so much care being taken and also the storyline is so like grounded in real life african-american versus african african like (laughs) dialogue and the whole (laughs) diaspora everything like the movie is really really ambitious and talking about those types of things it's also beautiful everyone in the film is the most beautiful person on the planet i don't know how they managed to gather every perfect human being and put them all in They're one space. They're so beautiful. That was honestly my takeaway coming out. I couldn't stop being like, I want to kiss all of them. They're so beautiful. Put my, my lips on all of their cheeks. <laughs> they're gorgeous. And like shiny. They're perfect. None of them have any pores. No, it's gone. No pores. They're ageless. There's no pores in Wakanda. Oh my gosh. Such beauty, such grace. Such an important story. Such an important moment. Go out and see Black Panther. I, I've seen a lot of white people on Twitter being really dumb and being like... I enjoyed it just as much as anyone else because I enjoy movies regardless of race. Like, it's not about race. Really? It's not about race? I just want to tell you guys specifically with this movie, it's about race. I mean, it's it's always about race. It's about, but this is like about race. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is about race. And guess what else it's about? Slavery. I keep like realizing think more things about it every day. I'm like, oh, and this thing. Oh, yeah. and that thing was really good. Everyone go see the film, think about it hard, tweet us. We want <laughs> to talk about it. It was so good. We love it. We're about to go see it again after this. Just like I'm so happy and excited about it being a thing. Like our friend Shanaz from List, which is where we met also, um, her son afterwards, her like adorable little son was like, mom, do I have the tattoo on my lip? And I was like, going to cry. Like, and it is, it's just like, it's such a good movie. And I'm so hopeful that this will help create more opportunities for like all the people in the movie and for more movies of different kinds about like the black experience than just like 12 years a slave yeah Yeah. exactly oh i wanted to say also for black panther um i'm going for our white listeners for the for the me's listening um i found this really cool thing somebody tweeted out that was like black panther syllabus and it's like readings about Afrofuturism, reading readings about the history of like black cinema, readings about like what this means for like diaspora stuff. And I'm like working my way through it and um, it's super good. And if you're a nerd and you want to read more, then um, look in the show notes and put that there. I'm also going to put in, there's like a New Yorker long read about, about it. I'm going to find some more stuff about Afrofuturism, which by the way, I've been obsessed with ever since Janelle Monae's album when I found out what it yes. was. Also, did you see she has a new album coming out? I'm I'm so excited. Dirty I love computer. her. I love her. Icon. Guys, if you don't know, Afrofuturism is just this like art movement that's basically just like black people in space. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Because think about it. All these futuristic movies, like, well, Star Trek has a one black lady, but they envision a future without black people. And Basically. it's like, actually, what would it look like with us? And the yeah. answer is way more cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's super cool. I love, like, all, a lot of the kind of non-main, like, white nerdy guy futurism stuff. Because yes. I feel very alienated from that. So exciting. Please go see that. And then we have one more shared obsession this week. Yes. Queer Eye on Netflix? It's so good, you guys. Oh, we're so spoiled this weekend with just, like, art. Just pure feel-good art. We put this on with Lindsay last night. No hashtag sorry, Lindsay, because, like, she chose it. And, like, well, actually, hashtag sorry, Lindsay, from April, honestly. What? For putting on Country Crush before. We're not keeping this in the episode. Guys, go turn on Country Crush on Netflix. It's a country musical. Don't tell them. Part is not knowing it's a musical. April wouldn't let us read anything about it, and it's a musical. It's oh it's goodness. much. It's terrible. The noise you made when you realized it was a musical I, was like timeless. You're like, <gasps> I was no! mad. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It's so bad. Anyways, Queer Eye is so good. Mm-hmm. You guys, we were also crying after watching Oof. several episodes of Queer Eye. It was, a, it was a big weekend for me emotionally. Oh I feel real open in a way that I'm usually not. But um, yeah, if you remember the old Queer Eye show, new Queer Eyes, more diverse queer guys, and they all are experts in their their specific type of yeah. queering. Queerness. <laughs> queer Queerness. Yeah, like when I first saw the categories, I'm like, food and wine. But the food and wine guy is so sexy He's and so he hot. knows all about food and wine. Yeah. And it's just, they take these men who are, you know, hopeless, like, hashtag, <laughs> And they just like, get them together. They like, and they they have a really they have empathy in such for a these loving students. and caring way. Yeah, like, and I want to see you take the next step in your life. I want to see you open up and like these different ways so take these steps and we want you to be happy and it's just so sweet um it is so nice several of the men like cry at the end of the week of them being there because they're like i don't want you guys to go jonathan always weeps it's so sweet these men are just like they open up because i mean you know it's like they have to admit all these vulnerabilities they have to be willing to be open for change and they just are so willing to just let these dudes in all right so those are our obsessions let's let's move on to some shout outs so i'm going to do the patreon shout outs okay these are the people who have been so gracious to become patrons you should too you guys all right jamie baker katie brizzleball great shouts to katie Lindsay roth karen gordon katie and Maggie Viscara. We also want to say thank you to our friends who have reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. One day we'll be number one on something and your reviews will have gotten us there. So thank you to Lean Energy, to <laughs> Disappointed5121227. One of our mothers. <laughs> God. Shay came on. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, new Paltzian, Flash Whoa, Green Sticky Notes, and Mare May 87. Half of these really do sound like Russian bots. Have we tapped into that? <laughs> are we funding that? Oh my gosh. Please send us bots. All we want is numbers. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> Disappointed. 5121227. I'm dead. Iconic. That's so funny. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much, you guys. We really appreciate it. Now moving on to corrections, news, and tip jar. Um, no corrections were perfect. Um, <laughs> no, I just haven't gotten any tweets about last week oh well we did get one tweet from a black woman saying she wears tivas so we're out (laughs) yeah we fucked up the tivas discussion real bad i retweeted her and i just said word we give up (laughs) (laughs) didn't see that it stands it stands amazing wow 
Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, Tevas still are in business, so, like, we're wrong about them, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, just a reminder that we are going to be doing a doctor episode or doctor health episode. We have some emails from doctors and some from patients, and we'd love to hear more of your questions about um, going to the doctor, being at the doctor, health, your body, those kinds of things. I know you have questions, send them in, send a voice memo or whatever to the instructions that we say every up. You'll hear it again later. April reads them. Hell yes. A tip jar from Hannah. Um, Hi, April and Sophie. I have another resource for you, a podcast called Dietitians Unplugged. It is two dietitians who discuss body positivity, loving yourself, etc. Don't be fooled by the name dietitian. I am a dietitian as well, but not the kind who suggests eating celery sticks and running marathons. Very cool. We'll listen to that this week and see how it feels. Okay. Also, um, going through our inbox, found this clip from a while ago somebody sent in where they wanted to recommend some um, good media for you to watch if you want to see some good fat representation. So here's a little clip of that. Hey, Sophie. Hey, April. Um, my name is Hannah, and I just wanted to tell you that I was watching this Netflix show, Easy. I don't know if you've seen it, but like each episode um, like stands alone. It has like its own story arc. And I'm watching the second season, which just came out a couple weeks ago, I think think um and it's called prodigal daughter and it's season two episode six if you wanted to watch it it's like like a half an hour long like not long at all um but essentially it follows this girl named grace who um is a fat girl she's in high school she's about to go to college and she gets in trouble and her parents punish her and be like you have to go to church with us and they're like super super rich and essentially i saw this and the show's essentially about like love and like different ways that like love manifests and it's a really touching show and like sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so great but like this episode I kept waiting for it to be about her fatness and it just never was and like I ended up crying at the end of the episode because like just like the emotional arc it took me on I'm just like so conditioned to like like anything Hollywood is like it's like if there's a fat girl obviously like they're gonna talk about how she's fat and like like that's gonna be what the story is and it just wasn't and it was so beautiful it was just like so normalizing and like I don't know I definitely cried and I think you should watch it and I really love your show and keep up the great work I can't wait to hear more episodes and then just like really cool thing that happened I'm very excited is that Julie Murphy, author of Dumplin, emailed us after hearing us hearing me be like, I love Dumplin on the show. Um, she emailed us and she gave some recs for people. So I just want to say, if um, this is what she said. If you're looking for more fat YA, there's some great stuff out there, especially by women of color. Always true. I totally recommend Gabby, A Girl in Pieces by Isabel Quintero, Piecing Me Together by Renee Watson, The Upside of Unrequited by Becky Albertalli, The Summer of Jordi Perez by Amy Spalding, and Undead Girl Gang by Lily Anderson, both of which should be out soon. So we'll put the links for all of those in the show notes. And I really want to read all them now. She said, also said, Sophia, I totally remember you geeking out over Tamara Pierce, and I have to tell you that I've done a couple of conferences and events with her, and I once watched her very seriously do an impression of a meerkat. That's incredible. 
That is iconic. It's a moment I wish I could upload into the Matrix and allow you to experience yourself. Oh, oh my god! I so wish. Thank you so much for sharing and for listening to our pod and for being an icon. Man, Julie, I love you. I'm working on a like YA novel with fat representation and be my friend. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for you. the rec. Okay. All right. Well, we should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. <laughs> This week on The Meat of It, we're talking about dating. Oh, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sexy. April's single. (laughs) I'm in the No Boyfriends 2K Forever Club. I don't know if y'all have heard about this, but I am single. That said, I'm open to, like, a passionate love letter being sent my way. Yeah. No touching, though. No touching. If you want to pay my student loans, I owe Northwestern $35,000. That's all I'm saying. We've gotten a lot of questions and tweets and DMs from people. I mean, people want to talk about dating in general. Um, We are going to start by talking about the media representation of fat women dating, and then we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences personally. I think like in general, people have like, I mean, the, our listeners who have, who have talked to us about this, there's like a lot of fear in a lot of different ways about dating. I think that that is very valid, um, for a lot of different reasons. And we just want to like talk about it a little, demystify it a little, like give some little things to think about. And then get out. And once again, we're not experts. No, we're not experts. Not at all. On anything. I am an expert on Double Stuffed Oreos, Gossip Girl, and Lizzie McGuire. So we wanted to talk about, obviously, something that will influence your life if you live on Earth is media representation. And so we always talk about how the fact that if you ever see Fat Woman on TV, which unicorn where she at how really (laughs) if you see her um and she is looking for love it's almost like she's like desperate waiting for someone to be into her anyone to be into her um and you know not she's not highly sought after Mm -hmm. at all kind of like gathering scraps older Mm -hmm. like a grandma that's true (laughs) like mrs claus style there's either mrs claus or it's like lonely dropping a bagel Then another fat guy picks up a bagel and they're like in love. They're like, we both love food. (laughs) So one show we get asked about constantly is This Is Us, Mm -hmm. which... Which neither of us watch. No, I watch the pilot and, sorry, I'm not that type of bitch. Like, I can't do that. (laughs) Like, that's not the kind of show I can do. I'm so sorry. I did watch Parenthood, but I just can't do this, like, weeping, Mm -mm. nonsensical, you know. I watch TV to escape. I watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I watch Riverdale. Mm -hmm. I watch garbage. Yes. So I can not cry. Yeah. I don't need a cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm once again I did just weep at Paddington too. So but I'm it was going unexpected. Yeah, that's, that's right. So there is a fat character on This Is Us played by Chrissy Metz. Oh, yeah. Um her character is called Kate and she meets her boyfriend Toby at a Weight Watchers meeting. I have seen this episode. We're gonna drop a little clip of them meeting here. Toby. Kate. Hmm. Nice to meet you. So you wanna be fat friends? Sure, but I'm going to lose the weight. You know, I'm probably not. Okay. I can't fall for a fat person right now. I guess I'll lose the weight then. First of all, they met at a Weight Watchers meeting. (laughs) Just fucking insulting. And also the best behind the scenes tip that I tell everyone is that the actor playing Toby is wearing a fat suit. How insulting is that? He's not even fat. He's like a chubby face, but he's not fat. 
irritating but i mean the whole undercurrent of their relationship from what from like the clips i've seen of it on twitter is him being like no i really want to love you and she's like why i'm trying to lose weight and he's like i love you as is and she's like how could that be true and it's just exhausting I just, I've seen a lot of people be like, no, I love the representation. It's like so true to my experience. I'm like, sure. Every fat woman has wanted to lose weight. Can I see a fat woman who's not trying to lose weight? That's actually something I've never seen before. It's not surprising to me to have someone fat be on TV like, I don't know. Should I like myself or not? Like that's uh, not new to me. And I also don't not like the story, the storyline of I'm learning to love myself because he loves yeah. me. Like if you if you guys love this is us and it's your thing, like no shade at you at all. Mm. I'm just like not inspired by that. No. And I actually think that kind of thing is harmful because I think people could watch something like that and think, oh, that's what your dating life is like, right? right. And I'm like, no, honey, yeah. not at all. Exactly. Exhausting. And you know, the representation on that show alone, like that is important and I'm, I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. I just want more and I get tired of that. That's all. I think before you start dating, something like that would shape your like anticipation, like your expectations yeah. of what it could be like. Um, and then there's also the classic Terry and Spinner ship from Degrassi. We're both big Degrassi heads. Big Degrassi heads. Like Terry's not really fat, but like love no. her. <laughs> Terry and Spinner. So Terry's whole storyline, if, if you recall, if you remember the year 2006, which <laughs> I, I do, um, she was slightly chubby, had really low self-esteem, met Spinner and Spinner was like, I'm into you. And she's like, who, me? And he's like, yeah, you girl, I like your curves. And if guys don't like curves, they're idiots. And she's and- like, yeah. And Paige likes Spinner, so she tries to ruin it all. She's, like, intimidated. I mean, I do like that storyline, that Paige was intimidated by Terry, whereas mm-hmm. Terry's like, who? Like, why would you be tripping Terry's on so me? sweet. She's a sweet girl. And Paige is like, hun. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fat hun. Hun. <laughs> That's all Paige said. You guys, get into Degrassi. Get in. It's all on YouTube. Like... <laughs> Walk down memory lane. They go there. Um, but yeah, they really go there. But yeah, we'll put a little clip from our fave Degrassi Spinner Terry moments here. Spinner, I dreamt of being a model for years, but not a plus size. Not. Okay, so you're not some twig. You think guys really like that? Don't you? Sometimes. But lots of times guys like girls like you. With a figure. Girls like me? You mean fat? Terry, you're pretty. You don't have to lie. I'm not lying. Terry, you're really pretty. And any guy who tells you different is blind or jealous. So just tell him to shut up. Like, I'm trying to think of what I remember watching, what I remember feeling when I watched that storyline. I mean, just that I remember being like, she's fat, not fat, I'm fatter than her, so... Yeah, yeah, I think maybe that was it. Was I was just like, well, I'm much fatter than her, so yeah. I don't think I don't think it'll work yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it's the same kind of like you know, I'm worried that I'm fat. No, you're fine. It's really more just like for girls who are not fat, like who are worried that they're fat because mm-hmm. they think being fat is bad. She is literally a model. She's actually a model, and she has <laughs> and, to be convinced by yeah. like everyone. I do think I thought of another media rep that I actually do think is more accurate to my experience dating, hmm. at least in high school, which is how it's represented in my Mad Fat Diary. Like, I think the representation of her both being like super horny, <laughs> like she wants to date so, so bad, bad, and she's super nervous about it. She's worried nobody will like her, mm-hmm. and then people do like her. And like the that's one pretty guy, accurate to me. The one guy that she's like, there's no way he's yeah. like into her the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's, that's so sweet. I feel like that is pretty. I mean, that was that was accurate for me. Just like a lot of insecurity and like self worth, like self loathing and worrying about it and worrying about it. And then you're like, oh, 
I'm okay, actually. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Then again, then I remember having the the feeling of being like, oh, I'm silly. I'm silly for thinking that people yeah. wouldn't be into me. Why yeah. wouldn't people be into me? Be, well, because I thought nobody would be into me because of media representation. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I just wish my Mad Fat Diary, like that, or that kind of show I had seen. Yeah, at, I even didn't at, see like, it then. 15. Yeah, I watched it in college. I think I was probably like 20 at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like over it, like over this hump by then. But right. I was like, dang, I wish it would have. Just because I think you can't go into high school with all the insecurities and all and also thinking and i'll never be able to have this part of this experience because of my body i'm like well you've never seen it if you've never seen it you can't imagine it especially when you're being teased about your body so it's like real life people are telling you no and fictional people are telling you no yeah so what are you supposed to think like it totally makes sense why people freak out about it and of course it's not like it's not like nothing will ever it's not like none of these things will ever, will never happen in real life is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, of course, there were people that were like, didn't like me because of my body. And they are also like pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's not everybody, you know? Totally. I mean, so everyone tweeted, like, I'm sure we're going to get like 30 tweets that are like, actually, this fat girl has a love story in this movie or whatever. Ooh. So like, send us all those I things. See it. I know. Yeah. I want to tweet all of them and see all of them. I see everything. So tell us what, you know, you see represented for dating if you see anything positive or negative i guess tell us more so now we want to talk a little bit about our experiences so as you know i am in the hashtag no boyfriends 2k forever club i feel like i'm spiritually there you are not spiritually there you're like deeply entrenched in someone else's life get the fuck out if you're in the club you're in the club if you're not in the club you're not in the club you cannot i just mean i don't i don't like i have like two other guys who are friends and then other than that i'm like men exist (laughs) please Please. Oh my god. I cannot believe you. While you can't be in the two the no boyfriends 2K18 <laughs> club and also be like begging your boyfriend to use beard oil. You pick. <laughs> I don't want his beard to scratch me. I can't. <laughs> can't have both. You can't have both. Um but no, I mean my my experience dating honestly has been like getting to a place where I understand myself and know myself and know that I don't want to be anybody's girlfriend right now. Which I think was I mean, it's a been a journey for me because, you know, obviously I've talked about being Liberian. My grandma had an arranged marriage at like 19 and had her first kid. My mom didn't have an arranged marriage, but had her first kid at 21. And so I'm going to be 25 soon. It's so young. Yeah, it's so young. And everybody in my family looks at me like, are you okay? What's <laughs> happening? My mom's like, you're not turning down people, are you? And I'm like, absolutely. Oh my God. But I just think it takes, because I, I could be forcing myself to date right now, but I just know that where I am in my life, I wouldn't be a good girlfriend like i don't have time i don't have time like i work 50 hours a week my insane job i like run a small business i write scripts i try to make stuff i try to like drink water and i don't drink enough (laughs) water my car is gonna set on fire (laughs) i don't have time and so i just think i would rather not be someone's really shitty boyfriend girlfriend or girlfriend i'm a girl what Where am I? Like, an important part about dating is making the decision that I'm ready to be dating and I'm ready to step into that mindset and, like, you know how, like, you have to, like, put on an outfit to go on a date? Oh. You have to, like, get in the head. You have to get your head in the game. If I'm going to date, I have to get my head in the game, literally, like, high school yeah. musical, and I'm, like, I'm ready. I'm putting myself out totally. there. I want to, like, as- accept a new person into my life. I'm ready to, like, I meld our lives together. And I'm just, like, I know what that I'm not there. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and opt out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to me, has been a radical decision because it's not. Oh, it's cool. Like, I'm just like, like I'm saying with my family line, I'm not, it's not normal. So my dating experience has been like, yeah, there've been guys, I don't want a boyfriend. (laughs) Like the dating episode is we're getting t-shirts, no boyfriends. (laughs) Okay. But can you talk a little bit about like what 
it has been like when you have gone on dates. Well, okay. Well, I can talk about the dating app thing because there was a period when I first moved to LA and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll try it out. You'll see what's out there. You'll see what's out there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a full body, like no surprises. You yeah. know what you're getting? You know what you're getting? I'm like, hashtag body posse in my profile. Um, and I get men who are like fetishizing me, like we've touched on previously in other episodes where they're like, love them booty, like love that booty, love them curves or whatever. And I'm like, no, thank you. Or guys who are like into me, but seem uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Like I've met, while I've been in LA, I haven't really met anybody that's like, not making me feel uncomfortable because of my body. Okay, um, so that's my experience, which is opting out. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your experience dating, Soph. Um, okay, I've never really dated. I've just had two boyfriends mm-hmm. in my life. So I had my high school boyfriend um, who was like a lovely boy, and then I didn't date anyone in college. When I We like talked about this in the last... Cup last up two ups ago don't know they all melt together um like went up and down during college and my weight and like had like a weird thing but like didn't really have anything and then after I graduated I was home in Arizona in Phoenix in 2013 and Lindsay was staying with us too and we both like went on dating apps and then I made my app like this was right when I was getting into body positivity and I was like okay I like considered putting what I at the time would have called more attractive pictures meaning like thinner pictures of myself up or like thin seeming ones. And I was like, no, you know what? I really don't want to show up to a date and see their face change, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to put up ones that look real for how I am right now. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full force on this. And I made my profile like, I'm a feminist. I am liberal. Don't talk to me unless you're (laughs) chill and good with those things. Like, I like to read. Here's my favorite books. Talk to me about your favorite books and movies. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. No. It's like, I might as well weed it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's I'm not, very smart. Of course, everyone wants to be loved. And mm-hmm. I was making a decision that I was going to be vulnerable. But I'm not willing to be loved by anyone. Yeah. We're not here to accept the scraps. Which, no. by the way, like, us saying that, I know that there are people listening right now being like, what? Yeah. I thought fat girls will date anyone. Literally. I thought fat girls would take anything that's thrown at them because they're desperate. Literally, newsflash. I'm constantly turning down people. Yeah. Like, we're beautiful. Yeah. And we're very smart. Yeah. <laughs> have a lot to offer. I know. Why do we have to say that? But I mean, like we do. Yeah. So I made my profile very like, don't talk to me unless you're chill with this. And um, Victor messaged me and we had dinner and then I was like, oh, that was nice. And then we like had a couple more dates like, and I was like, oh no, I like him. Because <laughs> I wanted to just date people. And then mm-hmm. I had to go back to school for one more quarter in the fall. And we just, at the end of the summer, we were getting towards the end of summer and I was like, 
um, what are we going to do now? And he was like, well, do you want to break up? And I was like, no. And he was like, then we're not going to break up. And then I went back to school and he sent me a postcard every day for the whole quarter until I got home. And then like after a couple of months, we like both moved to LA. We didn't move in together. He, he wanted to. And then I was like, no, <laughs> we're not ready yet. That's um, and then, yeah, we like lived separately in LA and then we moved in together and now we've been together almost five years and we have like a really nice relationship and he's good and he's nice to my family and my friends. He cooks really good. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a good boy. And he's also been like a big part of, he's very supportive. He's been a big part of me, like being able to continue to grow in my body positivity, honestly, because he like never talks about it. Mm -hmm. If I ever want to be like insecure about my body and be like, but do you not, am I fat and you don't like it? And he'll just be like, shut up. That question like, alone. You know what I mean? Yes. Sometimes you have those moments. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. And he'll just be like, what are you talking about? We live together. And yeah. I'll be like, yeah, but you could secretly hate. And he's like, fuck off. Don't do this. <laughs> Which um, honestly, that's the most romantic thing I can hear <laughs> saying my insecurity. And he's like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, that's honestly really romantic. Yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. Like, I've had a couple people be like, oh, yeah, it's easy for you to be body positive because you have someone who, like, finds you attractive. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I definitely have that validation. But it's not like, I mean, anyone who's been together for five years knows we're not walking around every day like, ooh, you piece of ass. Hello, sexy. Uh -huh. Please you know don't do that mean? in front of me. I'll throw up like the cat. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, number one, we've never done that. <laughs> It's not, can you imagine me saying that? Seriously? I really can't. Number two, it's like our conversations are like, did you get toilet paper? Or do I have to get toilet paper? <laughs> you know? But it's like, yeah, having having a partnership makes everything easier in life and harder. I don't think that it like is a reason to not work on body positivity mm -hmm. if you are not dating someone. You can't you can't just feel good about your body if someone else likes it. No, that's actually the like direct opposite of yeah. body positivity. And I've heard that from people where mm -hmm. I'm like, I yes, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But it has to come from not there. No. And if it is supported by there, like that's that's incredible. But it really has to be because it won't be genuine. Because what if you break up? Then that whole part of your like selfhood disappears. Yeah. It can't be the case. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. So that's my experience with dating. I haven't really ever dated dated. Like gone you've definitely dates. dated more than I have. I, mean, I just I had guess. boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I just, I do not enjoy the experience. I know some people do, though. I know some people that are like, going out, going to meet a guy. Maybe he'll yeah. be great. Maybe Our he'll be trash. Our friend Dana does. She's like yeah. literally a sex and dating writer. Shout out, Dana. We'll link you in the show notes. Yeah, wow. She's incredible. I don't know how she does it. I get tired, like, learning new personalities. <laughs> like, I can only take so many. Dang. I think you and I both don't suffer fools lately. Oh, yeah. Not that Dana does, but she finds so much joy in meeting new people. Totally. Whereas I'm like... I'm outside. It's like draining my life force to <laughs> learn anyone's to name. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. Like, I never go to a bar because I don't want anyone I don't know to talk to me. Too you much. know what I mean? Too much. Um, okay, next one. Question only for you because I don't know how to do this. What is your <laughs> advice for being a good partner? Okay, you do have advice about this because being a good romantic partner is fairly similar to being a partner in anything else, including a business partner. Uh, yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Our partnership. It's just like, <laughs> it's about communication. Communication mm -hmm. is about unlearning the things that you have put over the ability to clearly communicate with another person, which again are all about your childhood traumas. Jeez. It's just all like, can you really hear what the other person is saying? And can you communicate what you're feeling? If you're having trouble, what's in the way of that? That's all it is. 
It's literally all it is. And like being thoughtful. Yeah. Which again comes from listening and communicating. Yeah. So that is the meat of it for this week. We have introduced you to our wildly disparate views on dating as a fat person. So please send us any more questions you have about dating and tell us what you'd like us to talk about in the world of dating. You're You're welcome. Today's episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. If you're in the market for new, super cute underwear in sizes extra small to 4X, you might be into Tomboy X. They carry a ton of different options, from bikinis to briefs to boxer briefs to trunks and boy shorts. Tomboy X has got you covered. I have the Essential Soft Bra in a 4X and it is incredible. I love how soft and comfortable the whole bra is and the band hugs me just right. All their products come in super fun colors and prints. Everything is available sizes extra small to 4X. My favorite Tomboy X products are the iconic briefs and Essential Soft Bra in white. I got a booty that just won't quit, and I'm happy to report that the iconic briefs cover the whole width of my butt. She wrote that. I absolutely did, and I stand by it. If you've got one too, check them out. Go to tomboyx.com slash SAF and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF. Again, code SAF for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear tomboyx.com slash S-A-F. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at she's all fat You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at FYI at she's all fat And we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah. Before we get to Hannah's letter, we're going to do a quick update on um, the question we got about MLMs. You guys remember the question a couple weeks ago about um, someone's sister who was like being weird about their MLM that had posts that were like, I hate being a woman. My body's bad, whatever. (laughs) It was like, if you want to suck in your gut, get these pants or something. It was in our mailbag episode a couple weeks back. And it was like advice on how to talk to your sister about stuff. So we have an update from that person. And here it is. Thank you so much for answering my question about my sister this week. It has evolved since then and it's not great. Dot, dot, dot. Ominous. Mm. About a week after I sent that question in, there was another post where one person said something about how great these pair of pants were because they control her, quote, mom goo. <sighs> and it was my last straw. After seeing that mom goo post, I sent my e- my sister an email explaining how it's difficult to support these posts when I disagree with the spirit in which they're being posted. I said that I need to take a step back from being so active on her group because it's very difficult for me to see as it's the type of rhetoric I actively weed out in all parts of my life. I was very supportive of her business and I said that I wanted to, want to support in ways that work for me and told her I'm willing to talk with her about body positivity anytime. Then yesterday, I posted a run-of-the-mill for me post on Facebook along the lines of, have you ever failed a diet? Have you ever considered the diet failed you? A recently made fat friend, yay, commented recounting some of her negative experience with Weight Watchers. We commiserated about how bullshit diets are. My sister then chimed in and said how great it worked for her and has helped both her and her entire family become healthier and how great the program is. Not helpful, Hannah, too. 
This obviously upset me and I responded saying everyone has the right to make the choices that are right for them, but that Weight Watchers is a huge powerhouse in diet culture that promotes XYZ negative things. She commented again saying how I have no right to talk about Weight Watchers that way when I haven't experienced it and all these things about how no one's forced to step on the scale, blah, blah, blah. After all this on my public post, I sent her a private message saying that I want to have this conversation over the phone when she gets home. I love and support her. We have very different ways of seeing the world that can cause conflict, but I want to approach the conversation from a place of love and support. Okay. Hannah, what a like wild update. <sighs> number really, one. Yeah, I'm sad. Go number ahead. One, mom goo is unacceptable. <laughs> I'd never want to hear that phrase again in my life. Mom goo? Unacceptable. It's like a sketch about how people talk about postpartum bodies. It's <laughs> literally the worst thing you could say about a woman who has given Jeez. life. Okay. Can we vacuum out any proof you're not 14? Ooh. It's like Jesus. Oh, mom goo. I'm really sorry that your sister is not open to this. Because that would be frustrating. Yeah. Because it's who you are. And it sucks that, like, she clearly is having a lot of her own feelings about, like, I would bet that she has a lot of self-esteem feelings about this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. I think it's very obvious how well you went into this. The initial email that you sent was amazing. The message that you said in response to her being super hurtful, again, amazing. Like, I know that being in this probably feels really bad, but like from the outside, you're you're honestly doing the best you can. Yeah. You did all the right steps. And the thing is, you can be ready to have these discussions all day long. If the other person isn't ready, they're not ready. You can only do what you can do. And yeah. you did what you could do. By the way, you're talking about this while being in the middle of like, I was making like a post to reach out to my community yeah. about these things. She came in <laughs> like and brought that in amazing. there. you're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. And it sucks that like this is happening from a family member. But also, you know, like we talked about before, sisters are forever, mm-hmm. except for when they're not, you know? Sometimes people cut out abusive sisters, and that's also fine. But, like, sisters are forever. If that's your relationship with your sister, then, like, you know, you guys will continue to talk about this, and she'll have to figure out how to be more respectful. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for that update, Hannah. Okay. This week's question is a voice clip which did mean that we chose it above other clips. Give me that voice. <laughs> yeah, we chose it above reading another thing out loud. I'm mid-fat, so I'm like an 18 to 20, and I've just always had issues dating. I've only ever dated one person like a few years ago, and I've been in school, so I didn't really think it was that important since then. I'm like a 24-year-old virgin and a fat virgin at that, so I wasn't really sure how to approach sex as a fat woman or dating as a fat woman, and I was hoping you guys could help me out. So any advice you have would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Bye. I really appreciate your vulnerability in sending out this question because I bet a lot of people are going to really relate to it. Um, Sex is like literally anything else. It requires like practice. Mm -hmm. It's weird sometimes. It's just like something that you can spend a lot of time learning about by yourself. You can like, if you're, if you're the comfortable with it, or if you're, I was going to say if you're the kind of person who, but that sounds super judgmental, (laughs) (laughs) but like, if it seems appealing to you, you can like be sexual with yourself or watch like porn or sexy videos or whatever and be like, think about it and, and read writing about it. Like you're not going into this, like, what is a, vagina you know what I mean (laughs) like you're not this isn't like 1600 anymore you know what I mean so you're gonna actually have like a lot of the information about yourself your preferences or like what you think you might prefer than you would have maybe if you started having sex when you were younger Mm -hmm. 
I think it's okay kind of however you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know from your question if you feel like trepidatious about it, if you feel excited about it, if you feel very scared or embarrassed about it, if you just feel really pumped, if you feel super horny, like we don't know what you feel, Mm -hmm. but like, I think it's important to just say like, whatever you feel about it, if you want to just decide to, I'm going to have sex. And so I'm just going to have sex with someone. That's okay. As long as you're keeping yourself like safe and happy. Mm -hmm. If you decide I want to wait until I'm in a like committed, confirmed long-term relationship, that's fine too. Yeah. It's really all fine. You're not under any pressure. There's no time limit. We don't shrivel up. You're fine. It's fine. And you don't, you don't have to show up perfect. Like I think it's when you're getting into the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to start dating. Maybe I'll, you know, have some flings. Maybe I'll find a boyfriend, but you're nervous about the lack of experience. Like it's, it's fine because with the right person, you'll like have fun with it and you'll be like experiencing things together. Or again, the lack of just like representation in any way of like fat women being sexy or starting to date in a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's always like, I'm so glad they love me. Yeah. Like that's not how the the beginning of a relationship is like. He showed up ten minutes late, and I really want to tie, but we went to this other place instead. And the, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and then I had gas, so I didn't want to like have Jeez. sex. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's just not absolutely. So like whatever happens is what happens and is true for you. Mm-hmm. And I like if you want to go out and have sex, you absolutely can. And for no matter who you're attracted to, um, and this is like very reductive, but literally it's so fucking easy to catch a dick. Yeah. Just like <laughs> go walk out outside. There. Yeah, <laughs> walk outside. And yeah. of course, and there will be some dicks that you want no business with. Yeah, but there will be a couple that are worth exploring. <laughs> Sorry to all our parents who listen to this. Oh man, but just like. <laughs> And and I also don't want to say, like, I don't want this to sound reductive to people who have been like, actually, it's been really hard for me to find a partner mm-hmm. because that's totally valid too. Absolutely. I just think that a lot of fat people spend a lot of time in the before I'm even trying part mm-hmm. because they're too afraid of the trying part. Yeah. And again, not to downplay the intersections and additional hardships that come with dating if you're fat. But dating sucks no matter what you look like, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you guys need any resources about just like safe sex, we can throw some like Planned Parenthood links at the bottom. In we our, love PP. Yeah, we love Keep PP. Keep it safe. Volunteer in there. So as long as you're doing everything with consent and you're approaching things with like the same attitude you would approach any other measure of self-love or hard work because that's all dating and sex is. Ugh, it's crazy how everything's work. Yeah, literally everything is work. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Oh my god. By the way, when I was talking about like relationships just being listening, listening is work. Listening's work, yeah. It's active, hard. Active listening is work. Yeah. Ugh. And good sex is hard work because it's also listening. And it's also just learn. being responsive. The whole dating process is like, oh, okay, I guess I have to pay attention to all your little things and like learn who you are. Yes. Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, dude, let us know how things are going. If this was like at all relevant, maybe you'll write back and be like, actually, <laughs> you answered nothing I wanted. I'm so sorry, but be honest with us. Can't mm-hmm. wait to hear from you. Also, just want to say, like, once again, we are but two people with limited experiences and like a dislike of meeting new people. <laughs> so, like, uh, but right now, there is like, actually a really cool discussion about dating happening over on the She's All Fat Patreon group, which again, you can be a part of if you pledge at the, what is it? Team 
Paisley, Paisley Moomoo, Moomoo. $7 are up. So if you go over to our Patreon and you join that, you can be part of the Facebook group. There's like 40 comments on this one thread just about like how people met their partners. And I just want to read you a little part of this comment because I laughed really hard. I met my husband on OkCupid. We had chatted for about a month. I invited him over for a drunk booty call after I got too nervous to make moves on this woman who'd been over early earlier he moved in a month of fucking later <laughs> three exclamation points iconic i love get ready like you are missing out on a huge <laughs> vi- lively discussion if you're not in the patreon group um but yeah if you guys have like other you know if you want to talk about your dating experiences or like specifically your experiences our facebook group is a great place to do that and we're in there chatting with you guys too um i hope this is helpful i feel like Dating is so personal. The only advice oh. is really just like try be yourself. To be yourself. <laughs> try to like yourself yeah. and try to be real about yourself. Try and not then to listen. let it shake you because like people are really ignorant. They might say some stupid shit, but that does Honestly, not change who you are. All the resources we mentioned in this week's Ask a Fatty will be in our episode notes. Thanks for that letter, Hannah. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where I dare to do the unthinkable, ask April prying questions about her hair. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, Toby Keith and Keith Urban are different people? Or, how come Angela Bassett is ageless? (laughs) She's a goddess. She's a goddess among men. Okay, Okay, so Soph, I wanted to do a a little experiment this week. Okay, so I'm going to google.com. I'm going to type the words, do white people? Reading you the first three, and then I'm going to have you answer them okay you ready yeah number one do white people get ashy i guess no because okay so being ashy (laughs) means like you look gray kind of you yeah your skin is so dry it has like a gray overcast cast um i think people have dull complexions but it doesn't change color if you're white like what's your skin like if it's dry just kind of dull it doesn't get like crackly and white oh a little bit but i'm white so it'll just look white on white like it just looks dry you know what but I mean? what does dry look like the same way it looks on you but i'm white underneath it so but, it's just white but it so that's ash then right but you can't see it i think with the contrast so you think white people and black people experience dryness the same way but it looks different yeah every white boy has like crackly elbows too they just don't show see okay second one do white people age faster i guess man (laughs) once again i think like our my skin at least is just like transparent it's like here's your sins (laughs) you just see everything you've ever done and thought i mean i literally find it difficult to tell how old black people are when they're in the range of like 30 to 50 Mm -hmm. (laughs) that whole chunk (laughs) how old are you whereas like you can really tell when white women, how old they are. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good, though, knowing I'm going to look like this till I die. Damn. I'm going to be in my coffin this tight. <laughs> um, and number three, do white people have edges? Okay, no, because I think, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I thought edges were like the thing we talked about when black men have their hair shaved in a square around well, their face. I mean, that is their edges, but also black women have edges and they're not sharp. Like I okay, oh, I'll then show I you. don't know. I'll show you a photo. I think. Damn it! I, I thought I knew that one. I think. What are you showing me? Just the edge of her hair? Yeah. Everyone has an edge of their hair. But like, see how it's like thin, thin, thick. 
Like the idea that it like is a gradient, maybe. We'll put these pictures we're looking at in the show <laughs> maybe, notes. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Unless white people are doing white cornrows, they're not going to not have edges, from what I understand about what edges are. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it else. I guess I don't know. What do you mean? Thin, thin, thick? What do you mean? <laughs> okay, this is, this is what really I'm referring mad. to. I'm really mad. I thought edges were the thing I said. I can't believe this turned into you asking me a question. Okay, this well. is bullshit. No, but so, okay, so for black women, it's like you could lose your edges if, like, if you have some sort of alopecia or if you wear a lot of tight hairstyles and it might fall out. What would fall out? Your edges. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> I really don't know how to explain this. So, I mean, like, the- I'll just Google what are black hair edges? Oh, Lord. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Look, if you can't exp- if you can't explain this to me, Google has to. I just—it's gonna be a best, blog I'm on. This is the best. It's okay. You can ask we've ever done. Okay. This is from BlackHairInformation.com. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you just, bought the domain. It just refer to the hair around the hairline, including the baby hairs, which are sometimes styled into elaborate designs. I think it really just means shorter hairs around. The periphery, peripheral, peripheral. I mean, I don't know. I'm honestly confused about this issue because I feel like I do have baby hairs. Are these not baby I hairs? I feel like those are edges, <laughs> right? No, I'm second guessing everything. I mean, blackhairinformation.com <laughs> is leading me to believe. We're not going to link that in the show notes, are we? Oh, goodness. I don't think we're going to. I'm trying to see if there's any. Oh, yeah, like snatched edges means they look good. They're like laid down. You want them to be, like, sleek looking. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we don't have edges if I can't ex- understand what they are. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so dumb. No, I, I just don't know how to explain this. Amazing. So, thank you for answering. I didn't answer any questions. I'm really you sorry. Answer you answered about um, getting ashy and aging faster, and we tried to figure out what edges are together. Okay. And we couldn't, but we tried our best. Like, I feel like this is going to be, like, Tiva's. Like, oh, three no. people are going to be like, you idiot. like, I'm white and I have the fullest edges ever. <laughs> it's like, what? Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she's Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about dating just for our patreon supporters our music was composed and produced by carolyn pennypacker riggs our website was designed by jesse fish and our logo is by Britt scott this episode was mixed and edited by maria ortel our facebook instagram and twitter handles are at she's all fat pod you can find the show on apple podcasts stitcher google play and wherever else you get your podcasts You actually stop scratching your Sorry, belly. My belly's itchy. Are you okay? Are you having an allergic reaction? No, it's just a little dry. <laughs> you need some moisturizer? I put some lotion on my tummy. Okay. Um, like anything else. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.